Yo, what up, what up? Episode 26, Stash House Podcast. Appreciate y'all for tuning in this week. Got a good show lined up for y'all. Continue talking about the NBA playoffs, man. It's been going full force, man. The NFL draft took place, and I'm officially jumping on the NFL team bandwagon. Y'all know I said I was following wherever Dwayne had some go. I'm going to talk about that. And, man, Schoolboy Q dropped off, dropped off his album, Crash Talk. Talk about that, my thoughts on it, and everything else, man. R.I.P. John Singleton, man. We had a tragic death in the hip-hop community, by the way. So appreciate y'all for tuning in, man. Sit back, relax. Episode 26, Stash House Podcast, man. Let's get it. Yo, what up, what up? Episode 26, Stash House Podcast. Your boy Tyler checking in, man. Everybody who tuning in, appreciate you, man. Your first time tuning in. Shout out to you. Uh, if you tune in weekly, man, appreciate you. It's just one of the episodes, you know, you just been, you know what I'm saying, you just want to check up on, man. Shout out to you also, man. All the love is very, very appreciative. Uh, like, share, subscribe, retweet. Uh, anything you do, you know what I'm saying, show you folk with the podcast, man. Greatly appreciate it, man. Uh, I do want to say before I start, you do not have to worry about any uh, Avengers Endgame spoilers <laughs> this episode, man. I'm probably the only person in the world who still hasn't seen it. I know it just came out a couple days ago, but man, people been people probably saw it three, four times since then. If I don't go tonight, tonight meaning Tuesday, I know I'm going to go next Tuesday, and Tuesday just my time to go to the movies, man. I just like going one the, the tickets cheap, popcorn cheap, drinks cheap. Just some low-key, laid-back type, man. I'm definitely going to see it, though. I'm definitely going to see it. Haven't seen any spoilers yet, thank God. Even though we kind of know the direction the movie's going into. But knowing the direction the movie's going into and how they, you know what I'm saying, how they play it out in the movie, two totally different things. So I'm, I'm very, very excited, man. I can't wait to see it. I'm mad at myself that I haven't seen it yet, but... I got a you know a busy week ahead. I can't really afford to go to the movies for like what three hours to see it yet. So I know I know for a fact next week there's probably a lock in. You know tonight maybe I don't know on the fence for tonight, but next Tuesday definitely a lock in for me. But shout out to everybody who's seen it. Uh, what a run, man! Marvel been on. Um, what's the number? Twenty two movies in a decade. 22 movies in a decade, man. Wow. Shout out to the Russo brothers. Uh, great storytelling, man. Great storytelling. If you're into the comics, uh, you have to just, you know, enjoy the way these guys have brought the Marvel world to the theaters, man, within the past decade. Iron Man, Thor, Hulk, um, Captain America, uh, Hawkeye. Black Widow, Black Panther, of course, Spider-Man. It's still a Spider-Man movie coming out later this year also. I'm guessing that goes into that happened before, you know, Thanos and all that. But shout out to Marvel, man. Shout out to Marvel. Uh, millions of dollars made the first weekend. Opening night, too, also. Millions of dollars made. Billions you know what I'm saying? Worldwide billions. 
just wild. That's just incredible, man. Just incredible. Uh, but I'm sure if that made billions, I know for a fact later this year, Lion King, Lion King, if not, if, if Lion King don't break it, I'll be shocked. Because, I mean, Beyonce by herself in the, in Lion King, you got Childish Gambino, you got like a, an entire all-star cast for Lion King. So I'm sure Avengers is going to hold that record until probably Lion King. And I know Aladdin comes out next month. I don't think Aladdin's gonna gonna uh, break in games uh, numbers. I don't think. I'm sure Aladdin's still gonna do well in the theaters, but I don't think it's gonna break in game, man. In game may be number one for a good little minute. But I'm definitely gonna check it out, man. I, and I wish DC, television wise, DC is doing a damn thing television wise. I just wish DC would get it together movie wise, man. I'm a DC guy. I just want DC to get it right movie-wise. But like I said, 22 movies in a decade, man. They got a long way to go to catch up with Marvel, bro. They got a long way to go. But uh, starting this episode, man, we're going to continue talking about the NBA playoffs, man. What a playoffs has been. I know people been tuning in to these games. Uh, first off, man, you can't, I can't talk about the playoffs, man, without talking about Dame Lillard, man. Dame Lillard, I talked about it last week. He's been hungry. He's been ready for Westbrook. Westbrook been talking a lot of trash. Uh, whenever these guys meet up, and Lillard basically shut Westbrook up, man. He shut him up. Uh, not only did he end the series with a 50-piece, man, but what a what a uh, a shot, bro. <laughs> That's all I can say. I can't even... Use an adjective, an adjective to describe that shot right now, bro. What a shot, man. Step back on Paul George, man. Not only to win the game, but to end the series. Only thing that could have made that shot better if he would have did it on Westbrook. If he would have did it on Westbrook, man, it just would have been, you know what I'm saying, the, the icing on the cake for real, for real. But it was a tight ball game, and, and that – instance you have nothing to lose if you miss it you go to ot if you make it you win so you really didn't have nothing to lose so he just took one of those steph curry type you know what i'm saying damn near for half court you know what i'm saying step back shots on paul georgia hitting nothing but net that's one thing that really goes you know what i'm saying untalked about for real man in this new new age of uh nba basketball the three-point it's so, you know what I'm saying, so vital in today's game. If you're a big man, you got to have the three-point shot. A guard, you got to have the three-point shot. If you're a four, you got to have the three-point shot. But it goes, it doesn't go, you know what I'm saying, talked about often that how these, like, guys shoot these threes and it's like nothing but net. <laughs> like, I know it may not seem, you know what I'm saying, big to anybody else, but to me, that's crazy. Growing up, you playing basketball, you hit nothing but net. That's a thing. These guys shooting threes from down to half court and there's like nothing but net. Like that's insane to me. But Westbrook, Paul George got sent home packing man by the Trailblazers. Uh, I know a lot of people been discussing Westbrook and Paul George's um press press conference, how they you know what I'm saying, talking to the media and everything, but Man, when you get spanked like that, man, it's <laughs> like you really, you know, so you talking trash, you you got this ego on your side, and you just getting spanked night after night by 
you know what I'm saying, Dame Lillard, CJ McCullough, and all these guys, man, what can you do? And I know Paul George, he made a comment about this shot Dame Lillard took, saying that was a horrible shot. And I agree. Like I said, it was a, it was a, it was a bad shot, but during the time, man, you got a tie ball game. If you miss it, you go to OT. If you make it, you win. Why not take it? Even though, you know what I'm saying, from down there, half court is crazy to me. But they got sent home. So now it's uh, Portland Trailblazers who are faced the Denver Nuggets. Denver Nuggets closed out San Antonio Spurs in the first round. That, that went to seven series. So now we got that matchup. Also in the West, we have the Rockies and Golden State, as predicted, man. And Kevin Durant, man. Kevin Durant also, he's another one. Been going crazy. He's been going crazy. Uh, he put up, I think he put up a 50-piece against the Clippers. Uh, to end that series also. And the Clippers just went, you know what I'm saying, they just they just lost it that game, game six. Everybody was saying they it was at home, could they make it a game seven against, you know, Golden State. That first quarter, they looked all right, but after that, man, they just, like I said, their best player is their sixth man, Lou Williams. He just couldn't get it going at all, man. He couldn't get it going at all. Kevin Durant was on fire. Kevin Durant, if Kevin Durant keep balling like this, man, and the Warriors do eventually end up doing a three-peat, Kevin Durant leaving. Kevin Durant is playing like, hey, I'm balling. We about to get this three-peat, and I'm out. That's how I look at it, man. Like, you taking shots. Like, he's already taller than everybody. You can't – he doesn't see you when he pulls up for his fadeaway for a straight pull-up jumper, and you put your, your hand up, he doesn't see you at all. Like, he sees – that's crazy how he can just not see – people defending him when he goes up for his shot they showing in slow mo when he goes up and the person guarding him hand is not even like on his chin like he doesn't see them at all and he just making shot after shot and i love that lou williams and patrick beverly press conference like they did the exact opposite of what westbrook and paul george did. they all like man it's, it's kevin durant man only so much we can do and i was saying that from the get-go people hyping up patrick beverly Great defensive player, by the way. And uh, by the way, he has a interview on Darius Miles and Quentin Richardson podcast, Knucklehead podcast. If you don't remember, uh, Quentin Richardson and um, Darius Miles, the Clippers teammates back in the day, man. Dunk Fest, it was during that time period. Dunk Fest, when and one was still hiding the street. So it was like and one kind of coming to the league. That's how I looked at it being the kid. But they have a great podcast called Knuckleheads Podcast. They had Patrick Beverly on there recently. They had Kevin Durant on before. Jason Tatum and Kyrie been on there before. Great podcast for basketball lovers, man. And a shout out to my boy Jamal, too. Check the, check the scoreboard podcast. Make sure you guys tune into that, too, during the NBA playoffs, man. Get all, get all your information. Um, but Durant, man, he just been balling. And yesterday... It was game one against uh, Golden State and Houston Rockets. It was in Golden State. A lot of backlash coming for the refs, bro. A lot of backlash. I was watching the game, and first it was an ugly game, man. It was. I know I understand it's a quick turnaround for both teams coming off, you know, a first round against two totally different type of teams, and now you got a quick turnaround. But man, what an ugly game, man. So many turnovers. That's Golden State Achilles Hill, too, by the way, the turnovers. They 
I'm pretty sure that Golden State's going to break a record this postseason for turnovers in the postseason. They have to break a record, bro. There's just so many turnovers. Referees not calling play, not calling fouls. Uh, of course, you guys know, like we talked about with the um, NCAA Men's Championship, when the guy shoots the ball and the defender not giving them any room to come down, you know, that's a that's how Kawhi got hurt a couple years ago against Golden State. You got to leave space for the shooter to come down. And, of course, with James Harden with the step back three, that happened many times. Even if it's a flop or what, you can see Clay, whoever, they wasn't giving him space to come down. So, you know, that's an injury, an injury waiting to happen, really. And the refs didn't call it. The refs didn't call it. Um, of course, I always been on James Harden. He gets some calls during the season, but when it comes time to postseason, James Harden don't get the same calls. I I will vouch for that. He gets some calls during the season, but when postseason comes, he doesn't get those calls. And if the referees continue doing like that, Golden State, it's going to be a quick series, man. And you can see the the frustration on Chris Paul at the end of the game yesterday. He got thrown out. That was just frustration, man. But I guarantee you, they they heard right when the clock hit zero yesterday. They started hearing. I'm sure they got calls the referees did about the play calling. Game two is going to be a lot different. And I'm positive when they get to Houston, the uh, foul call is going to be a lot different. I'm positive of that. But James Harden, he put up like 20, 25 plus. But it wasn't a, a pretty 20, 25 plus. Like I said last episode, if the Rockets got a chance to win this series, James Harden has to show up consistently. And yesterday, it didn't even seem like Chris Paul was even out there, in my opinion. I don't know if it was just me, but he didn't make a big impact, in my opinion. That's just me watching the game. I really didn't hear Chris Paul's name as much as I thought I should, being that it's game one. And it's the team that you got to get over the hurdle. Like this, you know, how Mike had to get over the Pistons back in the day hurdle, how LeBron had to get over the Celtics hurdle and all that. This is with the Rockets, this is the position the Rockets are in with Golden State right now. They got to get over that hurdle with the uh, Golden State Warriors. But the Warriors took game one. Uh, I'm sure a lot of adjustments going to be made on both teams, have on both teams' sides, man. It was just a, it was an ugly game in my opinion, man. So many turnovers, so many fouls not called. I'm interested to see how the, how the series is going to go, man. Interested to see. Also, we had the Bucks versus the Celtics game one yesterday. Uh, Celtics, man. I'm a Lakers fan. Got to give it to the Celtics, man. When Kyrie is happy with his teammates, it's going to be tough to beat the Celtics. Whenever Kyrie is happy, it's going to be tough to beat the Celtics. Uh, I believe, well, I ain't going to say I believe, but game one, they had a formula for the Greek Freak. Uh, I know they were showing a couple when he come down the court. They have three guys in the front, so you can't just drive in. He has to pass up the ball or you know what I'm saying, make a smart uh, basketball decision. I'm sure the, the Bucks going to adjust to that and the Celtics going to adjust to Greek Freak because I'm sure they're in the mind frame of if we stop Greek Freak, let's make, you know what I'm saying, the supporting cast beat us, which is a smart move because like I've been saying, Greek Freak, he's dominant, but the Bucks have not been in this position before when they are expected to make a deep playoff run. So if you take him out the equation, make the supporting cast, um, beat you for a seven-game series and being at the Celtics are kind of stacked, too. Celtics can make something happen. But the Greek Freak, 
But they got to make some adjustments. They have to make adjustments. And also in the East, Toronto and Philly, they got uh, they got started. Uh, I believe I did watch that game. I can't remember much from that game. Um, I do have my takes. Uh, Kawhi Leonard is just <laughs> Kawhi. My bad. This is a cut in. Sorry. <laughs> But Kawhi Leonard, man, he's been on another level also. Um, I don't know, man. Philly, they have the team, man, but they just seem to not be able to put everything together. I don't know what's going on, man. They have the players. They just need to find the right system for everybody, man. Because if not, Kawhi is going to torch them all serious. He doesn't even, you know, care what Kyle Lowry's doing. <laughs> like, I was saying last week, Kyle Lowry has to show up, man. Kawhi, man, Kawhi knows he has to step up, so Kawhi could probably care less, it seemed like. Kawhi and Kevin Durant, man, they just, they're playing like, they're playing with no regard for human life around them. <laughs> it's just like, they just don't care. Like, they're going to, they're going to go out there, they're going to give you buckets. And they're going to just rip your soul out. It seems like they just don't care at this point, man. And I'm all for it, man. I like that. I like that cut, man. I like that cut. I like that claw that they bringing, man. So, I don't know, man. It was a great, I think the only series, Portland and Denver, the only series that have yet to start. Um, I think that game one, if not tonight, you know, tomorrow, I'm guessing. But so far, man, it's been a great Great first round, the semifinals, man. A lot of people are forgetting that it's still, you know, four teams. It's not like it's just Milwaukee and Boston and Golden State and Houston playing. We still have uh, two other series going on, man. But can't, you know what I'm saying, just game one. I saw a lot of hot takes yesterday after certain games was over with, man. Just game one. Adjustments will be made. Throughout the series, man, we just got to sit back and enjoy the ride, man. This been this this really been the uh, the round we've been waiting for. After we saw, you know, who's playing who in the first round and everything, we kind of saw the way those games were going, and we were preparing ourselves for these matchups now. So, should be a great round of basketball, man. So everybody just sit back, you know, tune in. You know, I I catch you up with the updates as best as I can on the podcast, and also. Thursday, we had the start of the NFL draft. Started NFL draft also. They had a different little scenery. It was in Tennessee. It was like a block party vibe. They had it outside and everything. It was dope. It was dope to see. It was on several networks. I saw Taylor Swift on ABC Network talking about it. <laughs> they had College Game Day were talking about it. And, of course, ESPN, ESPN had the, uh, Mel Kuyper and all those guys talking about it. So, it was a different little vibe this year. Before I start talking about the NFL draft, man, if I've done anything to offend the New York Giants Football Association, I apologize. I don't know what I've done to you guys. <laughs> I'm positive nobody from your organization has heard of this podcast before. But if I've done anything to offend you guys, I'm sorry. I don't know what I've done. But you guys have just took me on a roller coaster ride, and you just dropped me off in the middle of nowhere. If you don't know, if you don't know what I'm talking about, Dwayne Haskins was not drafted by the New York Giants, even though for the past however long since the college football season been over with, it's been on Mel Kuyper's who draft board, who rough draft board. I do take you know what I'm saying to consideration. They've had him going to the Giants forever, 
come draft day, they did not draft him. They draft the quarterback from Duke. What's the reason behind it? I don't know. We having these theories saying that quarterback is cool with the Manning family, the Manning brothers. And, of course, you guys know Eli Manning plays for the New York Giants. Also, we do know now since the uh, Odell Beckham trade happened that the higher-ups of the New York Giants Football Association is doing things their organization, I'm sorry, is doing things their way. They do not care what everybody else thinks. They traded OBJ. He, they didn't want him good. They didn't think he was good for the team. And now they passed up on Dwayne Haskins for, I see people are saying, a zero-rated quarterback. I don't know what that means. I'm not going to downplay nobody's game like that, but that's what everybody's saying. But Dwayne Hassan was drafted to the Washington Redskins. Um, like I said before, man, I'm fully invested. I have followed the Redskins YouTube account. I have followed the Redskins radio station YouTube account because I know nine times out of ten, I won't be able to see. Well, I might get the lead pass or something. It's going to be a way I can find to watch the uh, Redskins game and keep up. I know I got the radio station, you know, the AM radio for it, so I'm not concerned that much. Um, but I did tune in to their YouTube after the after he was drafted, and they were saying he is um, in competition for the starting position, but they feel like there's no reason why he shouldn't win you know, first-string quarterback. You know, hopefully, you know, he stays healthy and everything throughout training camp and everything. They're saying they it shouldn't be a reason why he's not um, the starter coming to when the season begins. They also drafted uh, Ohio State wide receiver also, so he does have a target that he's familiar with. And, uh, yeah, I'm fully invested. Uh, if not this year, next season, if everything goes playing, I will try to go – to D.C. to catch a game, uh, Redskins game. And, of course, D.C., as people have been saying, D.C. is the brunch capital. So I'm sure I can find somewhere great to eat at, uh, great scenery. And I'm, I'm glad, man. I'm glad Haskins in the uh, NFL. Uh, Kyler Murray was drafted first by the Arizona Cardinals. He seemed to be happy with his uh, decision to go with football instead of baseball. He was drafted first, and... That put Oklahoma in the history books. Uh, first team to have two players the same position. Picked first overall in the NFL draft. Of course, last year it was Baker Mayfield, quarterback. This year, Kyler Murray, quarterback. So, some teams seem to be, you know, happy with their draft picks. Players seem to be happy with their draft picks. All, with the team they got drafted to also, so... You know, just stay tuned, man. Like I said, I'm fully on Redskins, so I'm going to mark this down. Episode 26. Don't be surprised when I start sharing and talking about the Redskins. When I say I'm invested. I'm saying, like, I do Ohio State, talk about the good and the bad. That's what I'm talking about. So I'm going to become, I'm going to become, like, fully, you know what I'm saying, knowledgeable of Redskins players, coaching staff, what kind of players they like to run. I'm serious when I get involved with a team, man. Like Ohio State, y'all know I come on. I'll talk trash. I'll talk great. Lakers, I'll talk great. I'll talk trash. And now the Redskins. But let's just hope, you know, pray Haskins stays healthy. 
He should win the quarterback starting position. He should win it out during camp, but we'll wait to see about that. So, yeah, man, keep in tune with the uh, NBA playoffs. It's been a great round. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a great round. It's been a great playoffs. Like I said last, it's been a great playoffs all around. But this round definitely gonna be great. Uh, that Golden State Houston series, man. I'm sure it's gonna be some backlash for the referees, man. It was some wild play. Uh, Whistle blowing, pause, and Chris Paul got tick and ejected at the end of the game, so it's just frustration. But I do think they'll change, you know, the the uh, foul calling and all that throughout the series. Like I'm, I'm sure that was just a one game, you know. Even if it is game two, I'm positive in Houston they're gonna give James Harden calls. I'm positive of that, and of course the NFL draft. I'm sure. I hope you know you guys team. They drafted people that you cool with them drafting, team building. NFL always be open in my opinion. Like it's it's, it's tough to bet against the Patriots in the playoffs, but throughout the season, man, any team can spark up real quick. So that's one thing I do like about the NFL. And I'm ready for college football to come back. It's about to be in that drought. We got May and a little bit of June, then we got baseball throughout the summer. Other than that, it's going to be a drought. So, let's just take it all in, man. A lot going on right now in sports, man. So, shout out to that. Yo, it's another week. So, you know, I got another playlist for y'all this week. Should come to no surprise, man. My favorite 10 Schoolboy Q records. Schoolboy just dropped off his Crash Talk album. So, it's only right. I give you my favorite 10 Schoolboy Q records, man. So, check them out, man. Let me know what you think, man. Check them out. My favorite Schoolboy Q records, man. Shout out to Q. Before I start talking about the new music, man, heard the tragic news, man, I'm sure everybody heard now, uh, legendary director John Singleton has passed away, age of 51, uh, legendary, legendary director, they say he suffered a stroke, uh, he was in a coma, and his uh, family took him off life support, 51 years old, man, still young, Still had more to give to the world, man. Legendary director, uh, Boys in the Hood, Poetic Justice, Higher Learning, Baby Boy, so many more, man. You know those, those um, legendary, legendary black films, if you want to say. But they're more than just black films, man. They told stories of how it is in the hood, especially in California. And I saw a great video. He said. Uh, he was always taught to write about what you know, and he said the one thing he knew was South Central Los Angeles. And if you go back and look at Boys in the Hood uh, with Doughboy, the last scene I saw a video on Twitter, he was at Nipsey's Marathon store like two years ago. Him and Nipsey's dad was talking, and he was talking about the Crenshaw shirt that Ice Cube had on playing the role of Doughboy at the end of uh, Boys in the Hood when him and Cuba Gooding Jr. was sitting on the porch at the end of the episode, I mean, not episode, end of the movie. He had the Crenshaw shirt on, and he was saying how that, you know, then became one of Nipsey's, you know, flagship shirts with the Crenshaw shirt. So it just show you how everything comes full circle, man. And 
Speaking of Ice Cube with John Singleton, man, John Singleton was able to take these rappers at the time and really show their ability acting. Tupac. Tupac, even though he came from that, you know, that style from back in the day with theater school and everything, John Singleton saw something in him, man, put him in poetic justice with Janet Jackson, one of the most legendary movies still. Like I said before, Ice Cube playing Doughboy. And if you just sit back, man, look at Ice Cube from playing Doughboy to now, look at the different roles Ice Cube has been able to play. He played Doughboy, Gangster, um, Craig on Friday, Are We There Yet, you know, The Stepdad, uh, Barbershop, uh, 2221 Jump Street. And I was just watching 22 Jump Street a couple of days ago. <laughs> and uh, the scene where he found out that... Uh, his daughter was dating uh, one of the one of the uh, policemen in Twenty Two Jump Street. Uh, you guys know the guy that uh, Ice Cube's daughter in the movie was playing. Uh, Queen Latifah was the mom, <laughs> so Ice Cube uh, he went to uh, to get his food. And he, was, he was like, "Give me some more, give me some more food." And he just started throwing the plates around and everything. So it just shows the growth, man. John Singleton saw something in Ice Cube, man. That Ice Cube didn't even didn't even see in himself, man. So it just goes to show, uh, John Singleton definitely had a vision. His movies would definitely be remembered, and they're staple in the culture, man. Higher learning. I remember before I left for Troy, uh, watching Higher Learning a few times. I don't know how I just kept on seeing Higher Learning before I left for Troy. But uh, if you watch High Learning, man, it's, it's deep. It's very, very deep. Great movie. Uh, Baby Boy, of course, with Snoop, Tyrese, uh, Taraji P. Henson. Great movie also, man. So long live John Singleton, man. Your your imprint on the culture will, will last forever, man. That's for sure. Uh, and before I talk about Schoolboy Q album, man, uh, for my R&B people, you know, I got to shout my R&B people, man. Uh, Dreamville, I've been telling y'all, Dreamville been coming, man. Dreamville artist, uh, Ari Lennox, R&B singer. She has announced her album. Let me check the date real quick because she just announced it. I'm recording kind of late. Uh, I'm ready for this album, man. Ari Lennox is a great, great vocalist. And in a day and age where, uh, as a female... Female artists, man, you know, we we critique a lot of singers for lip singing and doing all this during their live shows. But Ari Lennox is quietly known in the underground world as an artist who can sing live. Like, she sounds exactly how she does on her records live. There's no music playing in the background. You don't hear her vocals. You just hear her singing, like, in the microphone. She has a great, great voice. And her album coming out May 7th. May 7th, so be on the lookout for that. And like I always say, man, you you can't really compare TDE and Dreamville yet because TDE is established, but for TDE, SZA, I'm positive Ari Lennox is about to become that for Dreamville. She already has a fan base built, and they just, everybody just been waiting on her album, really. And I'm positive her album's going to get great feedback, man. She's about that natural life. She's talking that shit for real, for real. All that, so... You know, if you're a female looking to, you know, getting some new music, man, I highly suggest Ari Lennox. And she announced her album is coming May 7th. So 
I'm definitely going to be on the lookout for that. And uh, Schoolboy Q. Schoolboy Q. I've been talking about Q for a minute now. I've been waiting on Q. He was due up for an album. His last album came out 2016, Blank Face. Like I said before, he said in interviews during that time, I'm going to drop this album. I'm going to take about two years off. You know, be a father to my daughter, and I'm going to come back. And he was supposed to drop last year. Like I said, he said during the TDE concert that he was up after J-Rock. But like I said before, unfortunately, we had the death of Matt Miller and Schoolboy, and Matt was close. Schoolboy, you know, he probably pushed the album back, but now it's finally here, Crash Talk. And I said last year, just based on the features, I figured this was going to be his fun album, man. He gave us, if you want to say serious albums uh, beforehand, Oxymoron and Blank Face. Uh, he had some fun records on that album, but for the most part, you know, he was talking that talk for real. But this album, man, mostly, like, the first two records, I'll say, you know, he got into that oxymoron type of vibe, kind of. Uh, I feel like those could have been, you know, they, they could have been on oxymoron, in my opinion. And, of course, we had Num Num Juice and Chopsticks with Travis. Those were kind of fun records. But, man, that... I told you I was looking forward to that drunk record with Black, man. I feel like that could have been this record, this album's studio, if you want to say. And the dopest thing about this record, man, Schoolboy is, like, talking, like, some real-life shit. And Black just came in, like, hey, this song called Drunk. The hook already fired by itself. But I was, I'm not disappointed in Black verse, but I am upset that the shit wasn't longer. That shit is hard. Like, I don't know nothing about when they say a rapper rap this many bars and all. I, I don't know about that, but the shit probably wasn't 30 seconds long, his verse. But in that little 30 seconds, man, he snapped. And I know he has a longer version of that verse out somewhere. So, Black, he needs to drop that full verse. Because he was just getting to his shit when the verse ended. Like, he was just getting to his shit when the verse ended. So, I was like, I know Black... I won't be surprised if, if Black come out of nowhere saying, you know, just the full verse of my drunk verse. Because he did it for his uh, his last album, the intro. He put out a full version of the in of his last album's intro. So, I'm, I need that full verse from Black, man. And oddly enough, with this Schoolboy Q album, man, some of my favorite records on the album are the features he ha he's ha he have with um, artists from Atlanta. The track with 21 I like and the track with Lil Baby I like. And of course the track with Black I like. So I'm not mad at this album from Schoolboy, man. I'm not really mad at it. Like I said, I, I wasn't really going to critique it like a serious album because Schoolboy gave me two albums that I that I really love. And Oxymoron, I really, really love. And it's cute, doesn't like he hasn't fell off yet. And I saw somebody say he's at that point now where like in 2012. 2011, he was part of that new wave, if you want to say, with ASAP. And even Kendrick and Cole were still on the come up for real, for real during that point. And now these guys are like, you know, they're getting into like the OG, like the, not the OG status, but like the, you know what I'm saying, the upper echelon status. They're not the, the young guys no more. And I'm seeing a lot of people, like Offset has said it. Um, it was somebody else I recently saw uh, say it. They feel like that little, that era we was in in 2016 with all the littles, like the Uzis, the Pumps, and all that, that type of music, 
they feel like it's about to be out of here. And I, I felt that when it when that uh, style of music came in. Cause that was really it was a line already drawn kind of with you know uh the melodic kind of rap and the lyrical rap but that wave of all these new littles and all these guys with these colored dreads and face tattoos and mumble rap if you want to say i felt that coming when you know it happened i was like this is not gonna last too too long you got guys like Lil yachty and all that I was like, it was a wave, but I felt like it wasn't going to last too long because when it comes down to it, you can have one or two songs that everyone likes, but you got to have a mixtape that everyone fuck with, and you got to have albums. And the Uzi credit, Uzi does have great mixtapes. His album I didn't really like much, but he just been in stuff with his label. Like, Uzi can hang with the, I want to say he can hang with the upper echelon lyrically, but... He could be that, like how Travis, they go to Travis for hooks. Uzi can be that. Uzi and Cardi can be that. And those are the only two guys I really stuck with throughout that little mama rap period was those two guys because they co-signs, you know, currency. He said he'll fuck with, you know, Playboy Cardi. People fuck with Uzi. Like, they, they got it to where they can spit some shit at the same time but still, you know, hype the little kids up. But... I see a lot of people, even Atlanta rappers, saying, yeah, man, it's about to be over with for that. You got to really be coming. We're getting back into the period. Now you got to be talking that shit. And it's really showing because, I mean, besides this Q album, like I said, man, a lot of albums haven't been dropping. A lot of albums haven't been dropping. Um, hearing people saying the Khaled album. Uh, of course, Khaled has Nipsey, Cardi. You know how Khaled just recruit people to be on his albums. So Khaled coming next month. Um, like I've been preaching, I feel like whenever that damn Lion King movie come out, Beyonce go really like I believe Beyonce got some shit coming. And Saturday, it's weird. Saturday, I was just chilling. I woke up and I saw uh, Jay Z had his B size two show in New York. B size meaning not the singles, you know the the one the cuts that people. Either you fuck with, fuck with, or you don't fuck with the B-sides, basically. Uh, not the radio songs, basically B-sides. His first one is, is on title. You know, I watched that. And then the second one, it wasn't on title, but I saw clips all on Instagram. And he brought out Nas. And you guys know how big that is with, back in the day, you had Takeover, um, Ether, you know, Jay-Z and Nas, one of the biggest rivalries ever in hip-hop. And he brought out Dipset, Jim Jones, and Cameron. And I always been infatuated with that whole Rockefeller uh, brand, man. Like, because back in the day, like, we had Cash Money, No Limit, Bad Boy. Like, that was that era, man, where the black labels was the shit. And Rockefeller was at the top, man. Big pimping video with UGK. Uh, of course, Blueprint. Um, all that, man. Oh, that Dynasty album, Beanie Siegel, Freeway, What We Do. That's on What We Do with Beanie Siegel, Freeway with Jay-Z. Like, that was the era, man. 2001, 2000, that was the shit, man. If I could be 21, 22 during that era, bro, like, that was the shit. The club, you had the club records. You had the radio records. You had fucking Ashanti R&B song. That was the era, bro. So just seeing clips of Jay-Z bringing Nas and Dipset out, man. And Jay-Z did a uh, freestyle for um, 
dedicated to Nipsey. It was just dope to see, man. It was just dope to see. And I always tell people, man, I got my five that I could say I was on Wayne, Gucci, Wiz, Currency, and I put Kendrick in there now because Kendrick is like, I you know, now. Like I got the nigga vinyls. I went to his concert and all that. But at this point, man, you probably got to give it to Hove, man, as the GOAT. The only reason I wouldn't put Wayne there, and y'all know Wayne my favorite. The only reason I wouldn't put Wayne there, because live, Wayne doesn't perform the songs he needs to perform live. Every live performance I saw with Wayne, he was performing. He was performing the shit, but not the shit. And keep in mind, a lot of Wayne's best records are freestyles. You got Carter One, you got Block Is Hot, you got those albums from his early days. Carter Two. Probably my favorite Wayne album. Of course, Carter Three, I'm Not a Human Being. You got Wayne albums, but when you talk about mixtape Wayne, and he performs some of that shit, like just put the beat on. Just go through different damn beats that Wayne has snapped on during his live performance. And I'll be straight with Wayne. But that's the only reason I give it to Jay-Z, because Jay-Z live shows, like you can see how it's structured. I'll put it over Wayne. And of course, Wayne... Within the past few years, Wayne hasn't been consistent, in my opinion. And, of course, he had label issues and all that. But I'm forever riding with Wayne, forever riding with Hov, uh, Gucci. Uh, I fuck with Nas. I fuck, I fuck with all of them, man. But, man, Hov about to be 50 this year, man. And he just, he had to point out he talking that shit. He talking some, sh like, shit shit. Like you just go back to that Meat Mill album. And listen to that was free verse, man. That's some different type of talk, man. <laughs> like, that's some different type of talk. I'm sorry, but I did see a clip. He did perform that I Love the Dough, that track he got with Biggie. That's probably one of my favorite records ever. So, I do want to see Hove live, but them damn ticket prices. I just gotta, I just gotta have it on deck. Because I was trying to hit that damn On the Run, on the run 2 tour with him and uh, B in Atlanta, but. Y'all already know, man, when you on when you add Beyonce to the mix, man, it's a whole different ball game. And I woke up Saturday after I saw those clips of Jay-Z. I had went to Netflix because Beyonce got that homecoming Netflix. And wow, man, the preparation for her Coachella performance, man, for that uh B B Cella. She had um HBCUs, drumline, uh dancers and all that man she just killed it she just had twins she went on a strict diet she had like six months to get ready for the coachella performance and just a stage setup choreography man beyonce one of the greatest if not the greatest man like we were comparing her to tina turner so many years but now man i believe beyonce just in the lane of her own like, yeah, if you just take time, it's like a two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour Netflix film, and she owned the rights to it. That's what I'm saying. That, that's a different type of thing Beyonce and Jay-Z got going. Not only does she own her Netflix uh, movie, she owns her Coachella performance. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, even Coachella, like, they can't even, you know what I'm saying, can't even, like, you know what I'm saying, talk about her shit without her approval. So that's a different type of business, man, when you just owning everything you do to that extent, your own your own performance. That's a different type of 
Wow. But if you take time, just take just the first hour. Just take the first hour, man. And you'll see. Just look at the choreography. Look how many times she's not moving around. And look at the stage. Just look at all the people on stage, like, in unison, moving at the same pace. It's just wild. I highly suggest that Beyonce documentary, man. I know it's weird coming for me, but trust me, I woke up and I saw that Jay-Z uh, videos and all that. I know people have been talking about the Beyonce thing, but I wasn't in a rush to see it. But that Saturday morning, yeah, bro, it's worth the watch. Trust me. We are witnessing a lot of shit going on in this generation. Don't let the bullshit confuse you. There's a lot of greatness happening in this generation. And also, uh, they're saying Rihanna may come this year with a reggae album. I'm definitely ready for that. I'm definitely trying to be somewhere, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> with that vibe going. A Rihanna reggae album? Of course. Count me in. And uh, since Dreamville's Ari Lennox dropping, I'm sure, if not Earth, I'm sure Earth Game may be up next after Ari Lennox. I don't know when we get in this Revenge of the Dreamers 3, but I'm guessing after Ari Lennox, either that Revenge of the Dreamers 3 or that Earth Game album coming up, man. But... It has been a drop, but it is some music, you know, here and there in that Schoolboy album, man. I like it. I like it. It was what I thought it was going to be. It was like a fun album. Uh, he has a track with Kid Cudi on there also. I'm sure he's going to tour off of it, much like every artist does. But, yeah, man, like Q, he said he's going to come. He did post a funny video uh, last week or week before last asking Cole how to get his numbers up. <laughs> but Q always funny like I don't know why people was taking that serious like Q was just funny like that man he always joke around like that I'm positive schoolboy Q can care less about you know what I'm saying his sales and all that that he's gonna tour his tour is gonna sell out everywhere so like, he has a catalog where he can perform but yeah man y'all check it out man schoolboy Q album Crash Talk I like it it, it served the purpose what I it would it would is what I thought it was going to be. But that drunk verse, man, Black, we need that full version. I know he has a full version out. I'm positive Black has a full version of that uh, drunk verse out. So, yeah, man, y'all check it out. Ari Lynn is coming out May 7th. Uh, that Beyonce Netflix, man, just watch it, bro. And y'all know coming from me, I wouldn't normally say, you know, check out Beyonce. Like, I know her greatness, but I'm not necessarily, like, I don't listen to Beyonce music. But that documentary... It just showed, man, the preparation that goes into shit, bro. So just check it out, man. Yo, appreciate y'all for tuning in. This has been episode 26, Stash House Podcast. Make sure y'all have a great week. Make sure y'all be safe. Uh, catch y'all back here same time next week, man. Keep me in prayers. I'll do the same for y'all, man. Salute.